May only your word be spoken, O Lord. May only your word be heard. Amen. Please be seated. Last Sunday we heard Jesus telling us to lay down our burdens upon him and to take up his yoke upon ourselves. And both of these require us to give up control. If we lay our burdens down upon Jesus, then we don't get quite as much control over all of the things that are burdening us. And if we are to take Jesus' yoke upon us, then we are then to follow Jesus, or at least to partner in Jesus as we are yoked with him. And quite frankly, he's stronger than we are, so he's going to be guiding us along the way, even if we're yoked with him. So, giving him our burdens and taking up his yoke, we're going to lose control of our lives, and losing control is not something we tend to be overly fond of doing. And yet it's also something we see God doing in the parable Jesus told today. God, in the parable of the sower that Jesus told, God just scatters the seed, right? God's making this invitation to live his life. Right? God invites us to share in his life and to live our lives in him and with him, and God just throws out this invitation to anyone, totally heedless as to whether or not they're going to accept it. I mean, as farmers go, God's not literally skillful, is he? He's got the path, and he just throws seeds on the path, and he's got the, the soil with the rocks, and he throws it there. Could you dig up some of the rocks first? Or get rid of the weeds and the thorns? Aren't you supposed to do that and prepare the soil um, before you start throwing seeds everywhere? God doesn't do that in this story. So as a farmer, God's apparently not all that skilled. But as an inviter, as someone who invites people to share in his life, God's doing great. Because he invites everybody. And God, because remember that the soil, these are people, right? So we've got the people who have the, 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 the thorns in there, who are more interested, they say, yeah, God, the, the life with you and sharing in your life Sounds great, but I'd rather find my fulfillment in wealth and things and success and power. So I'm going to pursue that to find my fulfillment in life. And then there are those with the rocks and, God, your invitation to life with you sounds wonderful and I love it. I can't wait. Someone said that that's stupid. We don't really get persecuted nowadays. So if someone said that that's stupid and I'm stupid for believing in that, I'll go along with them and make them happy, and forget about that life with you stuff, because now I feel silly. And God lets us do it, right? He doesn't force us to get rid of the rocks, or get rid of the thorns. God allows us to keep them, if we want And so God gives up control. He probably could just rip that and change us, and say, you're going to believe this, and you're going to grow a spine. But he doesn't. God gives up control out of love for us, to allow us to choose or not, and to allow that invitation to take root in our hearts or not. There are folks who come to the uh, come to the church, and they'll during the week that folks will come and they'll want to meet with me sometimes. They, they want to meet with someone. Some, sometimes they're folks like from St. Mark's and they know who I am and who the church is. Sometimes they're just folks, they just see, hey, it's a church. I need to go there. And they'll say, like they're they're into their rope and life is kind of careening out of control and they'll say, I just needed to go and talk to somebody in a church. 
or you know, I didn't know where else to go. Sometimes folks will say this. And sometimes you know, it's, it's folks who have grown up in the church and they've heard the invitation by God to receive the word, but then they've chosen other things, or they've chosen a path that is going to just lead their lives absolutely to misery and kind of some self-destruction. Or sometimes it's folks who, on paper, their life's great and successful and family and they're doing fine financially. Everything's great on paper. And they're miserable, utterly miserable inside. And for, we'll, we'll sit and we'll have conversation and we'll talk about um, what they, at this point, already know where some of these bad decisions in their lives have led. Right? Some of them they knew from the get-go. This is the stupid path. I've been taught better. I know better. And I'm going to choose to do this stupid path anyway. And sometimes it just sort of snuck up on them. And they were like, I just didn't realize that was going to lead to misery. And so we'll have discussion. And we'll pray together. And it's like this invitation gets made again. And God's just scattering this seed again. And sometimes they hear it and accept it. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes the the sort of the pain and the, the misery, darkness, whatever of their lives has been enough to get rid of those thorns. And they've wanted that gotten those thorns out of there, so their hearts are ready to receive this invitation by God. And sometimes the thorns are still there and they're like, I hate these thorns and I hate these rocks, but I don't hate them enough to get rid of them. Misery's all I know, I'm gonna keep it. And so, once again, the invitation goes unanswered. But God just keeps inviting them, right? The seed is still there, otherwise they wouldn't have come to the church where they know that invitation is and tried to receive it again. And sometimes I swear, I just want to... And I'm assuming some of y'all have had folks like this too, or people you know and love who are just... Stupid after stupid after stupid, right? Bad choice after bad choice after bad choice. And you just want to say, wake up! Right? Turn around, what are you thinking? And you could do that. Um, sometimes you probably do. But we, that the bottom line, if you look at this parable of the sower, the action is not in pulling weeds and getting rid of rocks. We can't force people to get rid of their thorns or get rid of their rocks. We can certainly help. We can try to help people to fill their soil a little bit. But if we try to force them, what's going to happen? We're going to end up with an enemy who we've angered who still has weeds and thorns and rocks. God doesn't force people to accept his invitation to his life. Neither can we. We get to help each other out and help ourselves out out of love. But we don't force it. God doesn't, and we don't belittle people either. Right? God didn't say, and verily I say unto you, O horribly wayward and stupid soil with thorns in you, thou art so damned for being so incredibly stupid. For and he didn't do that. He offered the seed and it didn't take root. And he'll offer the seed again and eventually when our hearts are broken and we tear those weeds out and the thorns out or life has torn them out, then God's seed will take root. And we keep offering and keep spreading the seed. And when people don't take it and don't accept it, but we do what God does. And we give up that control. And we say, okay, you're not going to take it. I'm going to keep loving you. And I hope you'll come back. 
And one day you can hear this invitation to life with God. And one day your heart will be fertile ground so that you're no longer trying to name yourself as wealthy and powerful and having abundance of stuff. Or you're no longer trying to name yourself as someone who people think are cool and wonderful and great because I'm so worried about who people think that I'm going to reject the gospel. You're not naming yourself as that. Rather, you're accepting the name God has for you as he scatters this seed. You're accepting the name God has for you as beloved. As one who is made in God's image to love others and to share in God's life and to live your life in God's life. Amen.